Thank you for joining the Unconventional Ministry Podcast, where the conversation is about fresh ministry ideas and innovative approaches. I'm Dennis Weens, your host, Senior Impact Catalyst at Sat7 USA. In the U.S., one in two women and one in three men will develop cancer in their lifetime. Cancer is the second most common cause of death in the U.S., exceeded only by heart disease. My guest is Carrie Steele, who has walked this journey of cancer. Carrie's husband, Will, was diagnosed with terminal cancer in 2010 at age 32. At that time of his diagnosis, their three children were ages 2, 4, and 6. Carrie needed help. Carrie joins us today as the founder and executive director of an amazing ministry called Little Hearts of Hope, helping other families where there is a cancer diagnosis and children in the home. So Carrie, welcome to the Unconventional Ministry Podcast to talk a little bit about your story, but also about the resource you bring to so many other families going through what you went through. Thanks, Dennis. It's a pleasure to be here, and I'm looking forward to getting to share a little bit of what God has done. We really want to focus the podcast on the resource you provide so many families, but I think it's important for our podcast listeners to listen to where this journey that you're on started back in 2010. If you could just briefly share that for our podcast listeners. I'd love to. Yeah. So I was um, a stay-at-home mom. I had three little kids. I was homeschooling my oldest. Um, she had just started kindergarten. Um, February of that year, my uh, my husband was diagnosed with terminal cancer and given six months to live. He was a long distance runner. He was a biker. You know, we cooked with organic foods. We were, you know, very, very healthy. You did everything right. We did everything right. <laughs> Let's put right in quotation marks, right? <laughs> um, so it did come as a complete and utter shock. There were only two two doctors um, in the entire country that worked with the type of cancer he had. It was a very rare cancer called desmoplastic small round cell tumor. So we were doing a lot of traveling, trying to get treatment options and clinical trials and just whatever we could find to, to keep him alive as long as we could through medicine. We were also, of course, praying fervently for, for healing, for physical healing here on this side of heaven. About three years later, the Lord took him home on Christmas Eve. Um, our kids were very young. It was it was difficult. The journey of during his cancer treatments was difficult. Um, the years following his passing were difficult. Um, but obviously, we're here because of God's faithfulness and how He uses our our pains to help others. If we allow yes. Him. And you're an example of how you've stayed true to your faith and trusted God, even through these very, very hard times. And now on the other side of it, you have a ministry for so many other people going through what you went through. Uh, just to summarize, maybe some of the biggest challenges, you know, in your husband's passing, you were a single mom, you didn't have resources, income, health benefits. Where did you turn for help? Yeah, so um, that was really quite difficult because I had been a stay-at-home mom. So I didn't have a job that I could go back to. Um, while I spent a lot of time spinning my wheels, trying to figure out what was the next best step, because he was young and healthy. So we didn't have 
much of a life insurance um, policy. We had spent all of our savings for treatments and experimental treatments that insurance didn't cover. And so right about a year after his death, just about everyone I knew was like, what are you going to do? What kind of job are you going to take? Where are you going to move? Are you going to move back home? Everybody was right at that one year mark, ready for me to make some decisions, even though I felt totally um, incompetent in, in making any of those decisions. We were all still very heavy in our grief. And I was still trying to figure out how to do this without Will. So I decided to send my kids off with with my parents. And I spent a week um, just staying at home, praying and fasting and asking God to give me some direction. Um, During that week, he gave me quite a bit of of information, uh, downloads, as you if you will. Uh, And I just wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote. From that came a program to help other families, because as we were going through what we were going through, there just weren't a lot of resources out there. And I was struggling to know how to help my children um, while I am also struggling to be a caregiver to my husband and dealing with my own grief. So we were fortunate enough to be able to put the kids into therapy, but that's very cost restrictive to a lot of families, especially for, you know, Will's treatment was, was three years. Most families, it's about two years. One of the, one of the ideas that I had during this time was for a program to help parents learn how to talk to their children about some difficult topics that come up in cancer treatments. And then also just to teach some very basic emotional intelligence and and healthy coping skills. One of the biggest things that God had to really set in my heart was, I can't keep my children from this pain, but I can walk with them through it. I can teach them how to turn to God in the midst of it instead of trying to pretend like it's it's not as bad as it is or um, or to even be on the opposite end of that completely overcome with grief that I couldn't do anything right and you were strug- you while you were struggling your kids were going through a lot of processing of their father's death I know you, on the website you mentioned sleep disturbances emotional outbursts chronic stomach aches frequent headaches and many other things so while you were struggling your kids were struggling they and were. That's part of the story. And I think it's part of how you, now you do a ministry that not only provides for the parent, but also a great resource to help children process the death in the family. Yeah. So, so what we do actually is come alongside families before there's actually a passing. So what we want to do um, is come alongside families while they're going through cancer treatments um, to develop those healthy coping skills, to open those lines of communication, to share truth of what God's word says about our emotions, just to build that level of trust that kids feel comfortable talking to their parents about difficult things and have the vocabulary to do so. And for parents to feel comfortable talking to their kids, honestly and openly, age appropriate, of course, but just to to strengthen trust between parents and children during a really difficult time. Yeah, I would think that your church rallied around you with a lot of prayer support and support, but there wasn't really the resources to help children open up in these, you know, have discussions with their parents on emotional issues that they were experiencing. 
Yeah, I think a lot of people tend to um, put that into a box that that's what you do in therapy. That's what you do in counseling. When in reality, we we need to learn how to do that. And like I said before, counseling is very cost restrictive and a lot of families cannot afford to send their child to to therapy 70 to one hundred and twenty dollars an hour every week. And that's just if you have one child. So, yes, the church did cover us in a great deal of prayer. But, you know, I'll be quite honest with you. There was also a lot of damage that was done by by people in the church, well-meaning, but coming to us and saying things like, well, your husband must have unforgiveness in his heart. And that's why God hasn't healed him. Or you need to do this celery diet or asparagus diet. And that's what's going to heal your husband. And, um, you know, part of what I what I wanted in the mission of Little Hearts of Hope is to combat some of those um, those lies that we are completely in control. The reality is, is we're not. We can do all the right things. We all have sin in our hearts. And um, that doesn't mean that my husband had more sin than I had. And that's why God took him. It's just not true. And so when we say things like that to people, it can be really, really damaging and hurtful. And Jesus died for all sin. And so I think that sometimes people well-meaning can be very, very hurtful. And, and through your organization now, Little Hearts of Hope, it's a resource for the children in the home, but it's also a resource for parents. And I encourage our podcast listeners, uh, if you know people going through cancer, to really think through how you talk to them, comments you make, that your comments aren't hurtful, like Carrie has just uh, expressed. Let's talk about Little Hearts of Hope. Uh, God gave you this vision during that week you took off to pray and fast. And that was a number of years ago. You now have this organization, Little Hearts of Hope. Talk to us a little bit of how that is set up and how it works and how our podcast listeners can be involved. Yeah. So um, the way we set it up is sort of like one of those subscription services where you get a package once a month in the mail. It's completely free to our families who are fighting cancer. Um, we are funded by fundraisers and grants and private donors, foundations, what what I did was I got together with my children's play therapist, their school counselor at, at their elementary school, and then also the hospice social worker that worked with my kids uh, towards the end of, of my husband's life. And I said, what are some of the most common emotions? Like, I know what my children went through, but speaking on a, you know, on a different level, what what are the things that you see when you work with families who are going through a situation like this. And we narrowed it down to 10 different emotions that are very common for kids. Um, things you would not expect like jealousy, abandonment, uh, false guilt. Children tend to uh, be very egocentric. And so if we're not communicating clearly and honestly and openly with them, they're, they're smart enough to know something's going on. Right. And if we don't talk to them about it, they're going to make up what's going on in their head. And that will often, because they're egocentric, revolve around, I did something or I didn't do something. I need to do something better or I need to stop doing something and everything will be better. And um, that's a real disservice 
to our children because it creates uh, lies and and wounds in their heart that can only be combated with truth. Um, So all of that to say, we do a welcome package that sort of introduces what's going to happen in the program. And we use uh, some therapeutic art books that another nonprofit creates and we purchase from them. And then the second package they get from us is a general feelings package where um, we are showing them where different emotions can show up in your body, what different emotions like the emotional vocabulary to use when you're having them. Um, And then we go through each of the emotions. Now, the way we have it set up is I have a letter where I talk to the parents about the verses in the Bible that God specifically talks about that emotion because they're they're God given and he gives us instruction. And so that's where we want to go when we're feeling a particular emotion to give us wisdom and how to handle it and also comfort because some of them we can't do anything about, but God is there comforting us through it. So I share scripture verses. I share sort of an anecdotal anecdotal story that God had used in, in our journey with cancer. And then we give them two activities. One is a play therapy-based activity. One is an art therapy-based activity. Um, because we are not therapists, because parents are not therapists and they're doing this with the kids, it's more of learning how to use creative expression through play and art to deal with our emotions, to communicate our emotions in a way that best suits children. And then at the end of the program, we send them a Bible with a gospel presentation. And our tagline is hope is everything. Because when you are fighting cancer, you're really, really hoping for healing. And the reality is, is that doesn't happen for everyone. Our hope needs to be set in the foundation of who Jesus is and who God is, not in the outcome of our circumstances. And so we um, we send a Bible with verses that have been um, highlighted that we've talked about through the whole year and um, and just encourage families to continue going to the word of God when things get difficult, because they will. This will not be the only time in their life that things are difficult. That's the program. And it really lays a foundation for other difficulties they'll face later on in life. They'll have a biblically-based foundation and a professionally. I appreciate all the professionalism that you've put into these resources. And so you mail a packet out every month, and this goes, if I understood right, 13 months that you walk with these children and their parents for 13 months as they process these different uh, emotions. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. So they get a package once a month for 13 months, and they also get an email or a phone call um, from me. If they are local, I will often stop and visit them um, once a month to say, how can we pray for you? What other resources do you need? Because there are a lot of resources out there um, and it's really very time consuming and difficult to spend your energy when you have very little and your time um, to find those for yourself. So it's another way just to help families who who are in the pit So let's get really practical about uh, how this works. If somebody's listening and they know somebody in their church that's going through cancer like this, like you did, they should get on your website, they can sign up, but they should talk to their church about sponsoring one of these 13-month packets. Yeah, sponsorship is great. Um, As you mentioned in the intro, 
It's an alarming percentage of people who are going to face cancer in their lifetime. It is. And what's even more alarming is the lack of um, ministries and resources that the church provides for families who are facing life and death. I do feel like it's a mission field in the church that has not been addressed. If half of your congregation or a third of your congregation is going to face cancer, we really have such an opportunity to be the hands and feet of Jesus to people who are questioning, do I believe who God says he is? Do I believe what I say I believe? Who is God in the midst of this great suffering that I'm going through? So yes, sponsoring um, the packages that go out, sponsoring a child are great ways to help on a small scale. On a larger scale, I really do believe that churches need more cancer ministries, just practical help for families who are fighting cancer and um, and spiritual help. Because almost every week as we attend church, we hear about somebody else that has cancer, going through cancer, or right. made progress. And so I really encourage you to forward this podcast episode to uh, your church leadership to think about how your church could do a cancer ministry and come alongside so many families, parents, or children. And maybe something your youth group could do in church is to come alongside and maybe even a youth group sponsor a packet for you know a member of their children's church or their youth group in church. Yeah, we uh, do lots of supply drives through through churches and Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts um, troops, um, even sports teams have done supply drives for us. And then they get together and they package um, package all of those materials together. So give us your website and how people, you know, they get on your website. Uh, what's the first tab they should check? Uh, about Maybe the about tab. Yeah. If you're a family going through cancer, when you go to littleheartsofhope.org, right there on that landing page, there's a button to click to get help. And it's a very simple form you fill out and I will call you and we will have a conversation about how we can help and getting your children enrolled. Um, if you are someone who's wanting to help, we have a how to help tab up there. And um, that is to join us as a prayer partner. That is to host a supply drive. That is to host a packing party, to invite me to share the vision of this ministry at a speaking engagement. Um, lots of ways to to get involved and help. The important thing is take action, do something to make a difference for so many families that are going through cancer. Changing the subject a little bit, did you find that there's county resources available to you or or state resources? Yeah, so a lot find? of um, a lot of the the county and and state resources that you're going to find with for cancer help. Number one, they're not faith based and. Okay. So I, because of what we went through and because of who I believe God is, I do believe that's a critical part of, of reaching families for cancer or with cancer. And, and there are also other local places that have cancer support. The problem is it's typically for the person with cancer. It's not for the children. It's not for the caregivers. And they also require you to go to a place to receive those resources. And when you're fighting cancer, you can't always make sure that you're available on the third Monday of every month or the first Saturday of every weekend because your your counts are going to be low sometimes. Mm -hmm. Your energy, you're not going to have the energy. You're going to be in the hospital 
or you're trying to make sure you're attending something for your child so that your child isn't disappointed that something else had to get canceled or pushed to the side. And so um, I really wanted, and that's why we mail these packages to families. I really wanted to make it um, feasible for them to do this when it was the best time for them, instead of making them fit on a schedule that worked for me. This really is a compelling command to for the church to be proactive and prepare because people in your church are going to go through cancer. We just looked at the statistics, one in two women, one in three men. Right. And families impacted, children are impacted. Uh, the local church needs to be ready. And so I encourage you to forward this to your church, start a discussion, start a conversation of how you can start preparing resources. And this would be a great resource as a starting point for helping families uh, in your church, in your community, in your circle of friends to do something proactively for children and parents. So, Carrie, this is really interesting and appreciate how you've uh, walked faithfully this journey that God has given you and this tremendous resource that you now provide. Uh, I think you told me uh, about 100 families are being helped. Um, so we were 100 children. So some families have more than one child. Some families only have one child, um, but about 100 children a month. And we ship all over the country, all over the United States. And you could do a lot more if there was resources provided. There's far more than 100 children that need this resource. Need Absolutely. And uh, help do something really uh, intentional and help families you know where children are going through this. Yeah. Well, thanks for letting me share my story, Dennis. Give your website again. Yeah, it's littleheartsofhope.org. And you're on Facebook as well? I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, and I'm on LinkedIn. And so if they want to look on those social platforms, it's uh, same as a website? It is, just Little Hearts of Hope. Little Hearts of Hope. So I encourage you to go visit Little Hearts of Hope on social Social media, as well as uh, their website. And then forward this to your church for other people that you know are going through cancer. This is a great resource that's biblically based and professionally developed that will help uh, your children deal with the trauma they're going through. So, Carrie, thank you for joining the Unconventional Ministry Podcast. Yeah, thank you so much, Dennis. It was a pleasure. This is the Unconventional Ministry Podcast. If you've enjoyed this conversation, please share it with your friends and leave a comment. Sat7 is a Middle East and North Africa broadcast media ministry making God's love visible and the gospel available to everyone in the Middle East and North Africa. Sat7 USA has resources in helping you honor God while protecting your family. You can avoid another regret, which is the failure of not creating an estate plan. Through a partnership with Financial Planning Ministry, Sat7 USA provides Christian experts to assist you in preparing your will or trust, all at no financial cost to you. Visit www.sat7usa.org and click on the tab Planned Giving for more information. SAT7 simplifies the process and makes it easy for you so that your family and friends don't have to bear the burden and regret of your failure to create an estate plan. Thank you again for joining this episode 
of the Unconventional Ministry Podcast.